Hello! Welcome to the Moms Are Not Alright podcast. I'm sorry I was so late to post today. I was so tired from the long weekend. I had that feeling of like too much sun and outsideness, like my whole body felt heavy. But I wanted to get this episode in time for the Tuesday morning work commute. Today I wanted to talk about men and boys. And I know this can be a touchy topic or a political topic, but I'm going to do my best to keep it as neutral as possible. This really isn't coming from a political place that I want to talk about this, but I feel like it's hard not to be political when you are raising kids in the world and just trying to shape their futures for the best. I think everyone is coming from that place. We all care about our kids and their futures. I'm going to try to focus on what most of us can agree on, but I don't know. I might start rambling or let something slip. If you know me in real life, you know I have strong opinions on things, but I'm going to try and keep this as neutral as possible until the end. Uh, So maybe you don't have to listen if you don't want to, but I'm a mom of boys and there are a lot of disturbing facts, figures, statistics around boys and men that I think everyone could probably agree on is an issue. I think where things get muddy and confusing is the how or the why and you know what's causing this all and how we can fix it, but I don't want this episode to scare anyone. I do want to provoke some thoughts about how we are thinking about boys how we treat our boys, how our husbands or other male family members are influencing our boys. You can only fix things or think about things that you're aware of. As a warning, I'll be mentioning some disturbing statistics and one of them is about suicide. So if this is a trigger for you, please skip this episode and come back when you feel up for it or just skip it all together, like whatever you need to do. There are three things I am genuinely afraid of when I read these statistics or see an Instagram reel talking about them or a political figure like a clip of a political figure will come up on my newsfeed sometimes because when I hear these statistics and things or talks of masculinity like I I instantly think of my kids and like I worry about my boys the three concerns are that men typically have poorer health than women, mentally and physically. Men and boys underperform in education, and the gap is just getting bigger now that women and girls have entered the higher education and the career world. And the last, and like the one I tend to most focus on, is um, men are not upholding like a 50-50 partnership despite both partners working full-time. So first concern is for the health of men and boys, and mental health is more the concern aspect for me. According to the CDC, the rate of suicide is highest in middle-aged white men. In 2021, men died by suicide almost four times more than women. White males accounted for 70% of suicide deaths in 2021. And in 2021, firearms accounted for 55% of all suicide deaths. 
The suicide rate among males in 2021 was approximately four times higher than the rate among females. Males make up 50% of the population, but nearly 80% of suicides. So men ending their lives more than women is a global consistency seen in the UK and Canada. But one thing that is unique to us is how much more the event happens here. I was reading statistics because I was curious if the gender disparity was only here in the U.S. And what I found on um, this website called Heads Up Guys, which is like a men's mental health organization. Um, you can visit them at headsupguys.org. They cite some information from the World Health Organization, which is eight men take their lives every day in Canada, 12 in U.K., and 105 in the U.S. I'm horrible at math, but I think that's like 10 times more, I think. I don't have to be math, be good at math to see that something is happening here in the U.S. that doesn't happen other places, you know? Suicide is the second largest cause of death for men in the U.S., first being heart disease. And I think one thing that's very different in the U.S. than other countries that could play a role is uh, the lack of affordable health care. So I had an experience recently, like I went to therapy for the first time about two years ago, or like a year and a half ago, and my insurance wouldn't cover any of it until I had paid, I think it was like 2000 out of pocket. And then they would make it so my co-pays were $50, I think it was. So I started anyway, and I was paying like 100 and something a week. It ended up being like 600-ish a month, and it just wasn't sustainable. I went for like, I think it was like one month, and I quit because I didn't think it was helping enough for me to like give up that much income. The bill was like, you know, like the bill to help manage my stress was more stressful than my actual stress. Like, I don't know. There was also better help that I looked into that my insurance didn't cover at all, but it was like it was like half the price of a traditional therapy session. It was like eighty dollars a week, um, but I would have had to pay that forever. And I don't know. It was still all very expensive. And now I have insurance that allows me to see a therapist for thirty dollars a week or twenty five dollars a week. But I don't know. In other countries, there's not such a high barrier for health. Uh, services like across the board and unfortunately it's like those who have low incomes that are more likely to need the services most um just really can't afford it which is like a real a real kicker there but even if insurance was accessible to everyone uh the population that needs it the most men is also the population least likely to go in 2021, it's estimated 12 million men went to therapy versus 21 million women. Not only is there a lack of males that receive therapy, there's a lack of males that provide therapy. So a report by the American Psychological Association noted that women comprised 68% of the psychology workforce in 2013 and concluded that for every male active psychologist there were over two 
female active psychologists in the workforce. And this trend we see of men not getting help doesn't just apply to mental health, but overall physical health too. According to a 2019 Cleveland Clinic survey of 1,000 males, they found that only 50% of American men engage in preventative care by seeing medical doctors for routine checkups. This was a relatively small group to experiment on, so I like kept digging. And I, I saw on the CDC, um, it said women are 33% more, 33% more likely to go to the doctors. And there's like another really sad statistic. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, more than twice as many men as women fatally overdosed on opioids in 2018. And the National Institute on Drug Abuse confirms that men are more likely than women to use illicit drugs that are more likely to die or end up in an emergency room because of it. So the facts are, the statistics are showing that women outnumber men when it comes to receiving care, and men far outnumber women in suicide and overdose statistics. And, I mean, to add to it all, the male life expectancy is six to seven years shorter than women also. There's no opinions I mentioned there. These are all just, like, facts and statistics that I find online, and then I start worrying about my kids. <laughs> I look at them, and I really worry about what the world will do to the boys when they, like, leave this bubble at home. And this is not just a man issue. I cannot fucking stand when men say things are women issues, like when the women marches are going on and they, like, peg that as, like, a woman thing, as if their household incomes and families are unaffected by all this. But, like, all the things that I just read to you about men negatively affects women and children and families like and I saw a reel recently that said statistically non-married women live longer and happier lives than married women like the lack of care from men doesn't just negatively impact them but their wives too and then I'm sure ultimately the kids Another factor some people contribute to the life expectancy that I didn't mention is men often choose riskier jobs, which kind of leads me to my next, next scary statistic for boys. Um, it's that men are also more likely to not have higher education, which limits the type or amount of jobs that they can get. In 1970, just 12% of young women ages 25 to 34, had a bachelor's degree compared to 20% of men, so a gap of eight points. By 2020, that number had risen to 41% for women, but only 32% for men, like a nine-point gap now going the other way. And it does vary a little by state, but, like, for example... Mississippi's young women are 52% more likely than men to have a bachelor's. And here in Massachusetts, young women are 19% more likely. So on both ends of the education spectrum, women are still more educated than men, but it varies a little bit. Massachusetts is very, like, 
education-based, I feel. And the numbers are a little better for high school, but still kind of similar. Of the 33 states with available graduation data, 88% of girls graduated on time in 2021, compared to 81% of boys, which is a gap of six and a half points versus the eight or nine gap for college. So a little better, but still they're a little behind. And even before high school, we're taking it back to elementary school, girls outperform boys in reading by more than 40% of a grade level in every state. And then there's 10 states where girls are more than a full grade level ahead of boys. But in math, by contrast, boys have a slight advantage in some states. And I feel like I recently experienced this with my husband. He cannot write a grammatically correct sentence to save his life, but if my middle schooler needs help with math homework, my husband is on it. And my son's MCAS scores, he really shines in math too, but not so much in the English. And this is all statistically speaking. This obviously does not apply to every single boy. Like for one of my son's school was or is very effortless to him. He really is a fast learner and overall like amazing student, like straight A's all the time. And my husband graduated with amazing grades, probably higher than mine. So I see firsthand being a boy is not some like, it's not like a nail in the coffin, like at some death sentence when it comes to education. I know a lot of smart and successful men and being a man is not this like roadblock. It's just a little more of a speed bump for some. So I try to read a lot to my boys and have them learn things all the time. Even if it's not exactly school related, I sign them up for like weird classes or to try things for the first time or We'll, like, watch educational documentaries for punishments instead of, like, grounding and stuff. And, um, I don't know. I've read my oldest so many money books. He's, like, so over it. He rolls his eyes. Uh, he just learned how to mow the lawn. And he's, like, si- I signed him up for this, like, life skills class every Thursday this summer. And it's free through the Bay State Community Service in Plymouth. And they, like, teach them how to, like do taxes and write resumes and change I think it was like change a tire or change your oil or something I thought it was pretty cool like I wanted to sign myself up but there's so many ways to teach kids and I feel like mine always kind of like tell me what they like like you can see where their attention goes and I just try to find things to do with whatever I can see them taking interest in and I don't know if this is every school, but Silver Lake School really does impress me with the variety of classes you can choose from. Maybe it is every school, and this is just my only experience with it, but I don't know. I saw the list of classes and the extracurriculars and clubs, and I'm, like, overwhelmed in a good way, which I love that because so many – it just gives people more options, and, like, to me, it seems like more chances to succeed – And the last thing that isn't so much scary, but something that has caused me to do certain things differently to hopefully avoid in the future, and I think is messy right now because it's not over 
all defined and agreed on. It's still in its new role, morphing and shifting phase. But the role for men to be the providers and protectors of the family is sort of starting to go away. And then people's idea of masculinity is now shifting and adjusting. And some people view this role change going away as like overall masculinity and manhood going away because being that person to some people is what masculinity was or is. And that particular part isn't really a fear of mine. I like the idea of people being like whole people as themselves and then being able to like do basic life on their own so when they come together they enhance each other's lives not really like burden each other and 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 also so women in particular are not stuck in tricky situations and having like their energy and life expectancy taken from them but my worry is is like will I be raising boys who are in this more 50 50 lifestyle but leave the invisible load on their wives or partners and not be nurturing to their babies if they decide to have partners and kids one day, you know? So I'm a millennial and I have a very 50-50 marriage, family, life. Like our house is very split right down the middle. I feel really fortunate about that. So I'm a, I work in the day and caregiver at night and my husband is a caregiver in the day and works at night but my oldest has friends who have parents who are of other generations and other cultures where that is just not the case so I really try to portray what I hope for my boys like I what I wish they would mimic and I can't really worry about the outside forces I can't control that I can control what's going on in my own house. And because I really do believe it and I want that for my own life, it's a little easier to show them. But where I think I fall short is I'm constantly planning and like the family spokesperson and the setting up of the play dates and the bringing everyone to where they have to go and being the parent home at night, it can, you know, they... The kids can't really take care of themselves right now. They're children, so I am making all their appointments and getting things situated. And I think moving out of that role as they get older might be hard for me. But I'm going to have to just like power through it because it's so necessary for them to not turn into these like man children. Like that is really my fear. If you type into Google um, men avoiding the doctors... There are so many links that come up. I read a lot, but one that I wanted to mention here because I always kind of felt this way, but I didn't have the words for it. And this blog post I read on um, Healthline sort of gave me the words. So they interviewed paramedics who said they would have to call doctors and families to convince male patients to go to the hospital, but they didn't really ever have to do that for women. And I asked my husband about this because he was an EMT and he was like, oh, I don't really remember, but we definitely had to, some people definitely wouldn't go. He was no help. But this blog post also interviewed a primary care doctor, Dr. Tisha Rowe, and she's the founder of Telemedicine Network, 
Rodox, and she says there are often a few things contributing to men not going to the doctors, which is fear, superhero syndrome, and the fact that they have to be vulnerable. Uh, I'll read her quote. As a primary care doctor, I think the number one reason men avoid the doctor is fear, Rhoda explained. They worry a bad diagnosis or a bad outcome. Then there is the superhero syndrome, which Roe explained as men wanting to see themselves as forever strong and capable of handling anything. They see going to the doctor as a weakness. And finally, vulnerability. Vulnerability sucks, Roe said. Men do not like being vulnerable. She said that fear of vulnerability can extend to several issues, especially sensitive issues like erectile dysfunction. These are often topics men would just rather avoid talking about altogether, even if talking to a doctor about it could potentially help, which makes me sad. And I know men who do go to the doctors and women who don't go to the doctors, like my grandmother, who's 97, she'll be 98 in August and hadn't been to the doctors in decades until she had to be removed from her home. And my mother-in-law doesn't really go to the doctors either. So what I'm trying to say is it isn't a definite for all those specific genders. Like these are just kind of like overall um, most cases. So one thing I feel really lucky about is my dad. Like I grew up with a dad who was very involved dad, always there. Um, He's a very involved grandpa. Like I would leave my kids with just my dad, which... I'm realizing is a little rare as I get older. When my kids go to my parents, they don't have grandma doing everything. Like my dad also engages and nurtures and I feel grateful to have had that. And or also for my kids to see that now too. Like I do think men can be nurturing and society is almost like denying them the opportunity to be my mother-in-law swears having, uh, giving my husband when he was a baby a Cabbage Patch doll made him a good dad, and uh, I didn't want to take any chances, so when my youngest son was born, I went and bought him a baby doll, and he loved it, and it was one that, like, the pacifier could go in and out and stuff, and he still has it, and he's going to be five. I feel really lucky. My husband is really nurturing He loves babies, and I mean, his job is he takes care of people. He's a nurse, and nurses also, there's this gender idea about the job, too. It's mostly women, but um, yeah, he's very nurturing and spends so much time alone with the kids during the day. He takes them to activities. He brings my youngest to playdates with his coworkers. I just, like, feel sad. Like, I feel like men are not being given the same opportunity to parent both my boys love babies and taking care of them and like playing with little kids and I'm not sure what age that like to me it seems like an instinctual way of being like I don't know when that will start to go away or start to be like muddied by culture maybe it won't because we are just like living in a new day and age but I don't know we were at a party this weekend, and this I heard a dad say to his wife about 
their daughter that the mom needs to parent the girl because that's not his territory something like girl related must have happened and I don't know I I hate when people say that like use gender as this wall like parenting stops here like periods private parts whatever and I don't know it just always makes me really sad Uh, mostly because it's always I feel like the dads that put up that wall like they get the option to be like nope I'm not doing that I don't ever really hear mom say like actually I'm not dealing with this or parenting this like uh penis like I, I just have never experienced that but another thing that like really bumps me out a lot of times is like moms I know in real life or moms that I see post on the mom's page being anxious to leave their children with dad alone not because dad is dangerous he's like married to mom and lives in the home <clears throat> but mom won't go out with the girls or if she does she'll like get grandma to babysit even though dad is home because it's just like uncomfortable for both parents and I don't know it just makes me sad that like the kids don't have these like alone time memories with dad like it's always mom I don't know and I think that what bugs me the most out of all of this is just like men really get the decision to parent or not like to show up or not and it's just accepted like so many men can't tell you their child's teacher or doctor or dentist and let me say if your husband works and you are like the stay-at-home life manager house manager as I like to call it this makes sense to me but if both parents work and then on top of that the finances, the kids, the dinners, shopping, bills, sports, all falls on one parent. That's absolute horseshit, in my opinion. I follow this lawyer on Instagram called DRV Law. He said in his reel that I shared on my personal page, I think, or I might have shared it on the mom's or not a right page. I can't remember. But he said that um, women initiate divorces more than men and he said majority of what he sees in divorces are older people or older marriages where the man not is not showing up and not being present and not giving much energy and effort to the family it's the number one reason he's seeing divorces and I see it all the time just like in my mom's page or even in my real life like it it the invisible load like it all falls on the women still even though we're all working now and here's where I think the line is drawn and moves people into camps and where I think things get political like I feel like everyone can agree things are changing that men statistically are in a little bit of a tough spot but I think how to fix it is where I think people start getting heated half of people want the system to go back to how it was or stay the same and everyone people have to adjust to the system like the way of life the traditional way it's been like they feel like it's a well-oiled machine it worked for so long they even use the words natural sometimes when describing gender roles like 
take the working and education from the women. Like, stop telling them this is the best way. Like, look at the outcome. How can this be the best way? You know, go back to how it was. The work week was designed to have someone work and then someone at home taking care of the life and the family. And I agree that is a design that worked and the world subscribed to for a long time. And then in the other camp, the other idea is we need to adjust the system, the culture, the ideas to fit the people versus the people having to fit in the system. Like clearly the people are speaking and they want it different. They want change. It wasn't working for everyone and we need to redefine the roles or get rid of the roles altogether. And no one wants to take anything from anybody. Everyone has all the same opportunities and Everyone needs to step up in the education and career world. And both married partners have to cover all the bases and work together to manage life, even if that means in non-traditional ways. And I feel for the men a little bit, this role that was probably portrayed their whole lives is gone. They're under the impression it's not manly to participate in nurturing acts. So they like watch TV for the bedtime routine or their idea what they saw in their own lives and experienced as a kid was with mom and not dad and subconsciously that's how they view the way of the world like this isn't registering as a crisis because this was so many people's normal way of life for so long but I do feel like there's an epidemic I mean You read the posts on the local mom's page and it's just so obvious, like just post after post after post. And then each post has like hundreds of comments from women just like at their wits end about their partners, just not contributing to the family and leaving all the housework and childcare and planning and bills and meals to the wife. And on top of that, she's working a full-time job. So according to the CDC, one in four or 25% of homes are fatherless. And one thing that really grinds my gears about this is I feel like it's always like put back on the mom. Like the single mom has this cloud of shame and this all falls on her. She has to figure out childcare, the children's health and wellness, the shelter, the food, Meanwhile, the father's living his life like everything is fine. His family supports him. Family and friends don't talk about it. Just act like this is all fine and normal. He can get other girlfriends, who, which I think clearly validates his lack of parenting isn't a no-go. Like, it's not going to keep him from doing anything. Like, it's not an issue. And, like, they have to notice that he isn't with his kids, right? Like, I cannot wrap my head around how everyone just normalizes and accepts and makes it seem normal that these dads are dropping the ball like seeing your kid four to six nights a month is somehow an acceptable and like considered a standard dad showing up like no wonder it's not registering to men or people as this like crisis to me it feels like 
if you don't raise the boys to clean and cook and like be contributing factors they can turn into just like bigger kids like man children in a lot of situations like and then when you marry them and you assume that like mother role of taking care of the house and the food and like kids you're supposed to clothe and feed and financially and emotionally support and then all of a sudden you're doing the same thing for your husband but you're also supposed to have sex with him like does not sound manly or hot to me <laughs> like my loins are not burning thinking about that like 80 something percent of single parent homes are mothers and for some reason there's just like this shame that I feel like single dads don't have single dads are like adored or when you view like a single mom she's just like run down and poor and then you view a single dad and he's like not that way at all only six percent of all dads are single dads and I've seen so many reels and political figures like just shouting out statistics of kids with single parents which is scary like I was a single mom for like five years <clears throat> and it's always blaming single mothers and like blaming the child not living up to what they should be like on the lack of manliness like once again the parent who shows up the woman is blamed the child isn't successful in whatever way and I really challenge that I very much feel it's lack of resources funds time and attention that a child would normally get if they had two parents like everything a child needs is now like cut in half and they have less and they're still expected to show up the same as if they had double what they have and then if they don't show up in that way it's like the mom's fault which any dad doing anything kid related like I feel like ignites emoji heart eyes in me and a lot of other like my friends and stuff like most women I know which really like makes me think like when I see that is it ring a bell in my head like this is a good provider and partner like that's so nice it feels natural like even I don't even have to really think about it I'm like oh good partner right there it's not the opposite so I don't know how the opposite like the dad backing off the kids got to be this like idea of naturally what men do and like this idea of being manly like women are swooning over the guy with the baby you know like what I don't know it's probably because men just weren't around as much back in the day like in the 1900s I can say that now because it's like the 2000s but I, like, I feel like my full-time job is so overwhelming, and I, when I worked not at home, oh my god, I'd cry all the time and just, like, wonder how I could get out of the rat wheel that I was on. Like, I felt like I never saw my son or got to really hang out and enjoy him during the week, and that was what so many family structures were for so long. And so this weekend, we did, like, a cleaning day, and for, like, five hours... All four of us cleaned, like, the whole house, top to bottom, organized the toys, washed appliances and windows. Like, I will not 
be the only one cleaning in this house, you know? Like, I really want to teach them, like, we all live here. We all clean. And hopefully, they will bring that energy to their future partners. But anyway, thanks for listening. This weighs on me all the time. Especially because, like, there was a point where it was just, like, me and my son. And I hope all this resonated with you and you know you're not alone or maybe it just got your gears turning i hope you have a good week ahead a short week thank goodness send me all your episode ideas for next week all right i'll see you then bye